Fed Talks is a podcast for theater teachers and theater education students. I am Dr. Jimmy Christman, theater education professor at Illinois State University. Each week, I want to bring you stories and interviews from experienced K-12 theater teachers, current theater education majors, and professors of theater education that will warm your heart, renew your faith in teaching, and provide resources to better your practice in your theater classroom. Hello, everyone. This is Season 2, Episode 26 of Fed Talks Podcast. I'm Jimmy Crispin, your host. This week, I'm excited to welcome Dana Della Monica, a 1st through 8th grade theater teacher. She teaches at an uh, arts integration charter called Doral Academy in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, in this episode, she's going to talk a lot about work with those little ones all the way up through those middle schoolers. And I believe she's my first... Uh, elementary teacher on the program. So I'm excited to have her. Uh, she's going to talk about her experiences teaching in Dubai, um, as well as uh, integrating Shakespeare, musical theater, and devised theater with her little ones. So you don't want to miss it. Thanks for joining me, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Dana Della Monica. I am excited to welcome to TED Talks Dana Della Monica. She is a theater teacher in Las Vegas, Nevada at Doral Academy. She teaches first through eighth grade, and um, she has some other really cool experiences that we're going to get into in just a little bit. But Dana, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. And uh, I, I just introduce yourself to everyone and kind of tell us about your journey to where you are now and uh, kind of a little bit about your program that you're currently teaching in. Okay, um, so um, I actually, like a lot of us, started off, you know, being bitten by the performing bug, and um, I actually received my undergraduate, I have my Bachelor in Fine Arts and Musical Theater from Shenandoah University, um, which I got in 2004, um, and I did the treading the boards, the auditioning thing a little bit, um, I, you know, I lived in New York for a couple of years, and um I always kind of had an affinity for teaching though. Um, I did a little bit of assisting with the youth theater program. I got involved in when I was um, in uh, high school. And um, and I when I was in college, a friend of mine, her mother's a theater director at a high school in West Virginia, and she ran a summer theater camp and invited some of us to come and help teach. So the summer after I graduated from Shenandoah, um, I went and taught. Um, at that camp um, for a little bit, and um, and I really did fall in love with teaching. So I, I hit a I hit I hit a crisis point um, when I was living in New York, and I, I realized I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't really happy with with you know having to go through the auditions and everything as much as I loved performing. It was it was becoming overwhelming, and I sat down and kind of thought about where I wanted to go from there. And when I thought about that journey, teaching was a big part of it. Um, and I kind of ended up fumbling my way through grad school applications, not really having a clear direction of what route I wanted to take. And then I saw that a friend had posted about um, something about Emerson College uh, with their theater education program. And I had auditioned for Emerson for the musical theater program for undergrad. And I remembered hearing about the theater education program at the time. And that immediately caught my attention. And fortunately for me, they did a, they do a graduate open house. So I went up uh, on a Saturday and, and checked everything out and immediately knew that's where I wanted to be. And thankfully, I, I was accepted into the program. So I did my two years at Emerson. And then following that, um, I did about nine months in Dubai uh, with doing some after school drama and then came back to the States um, and ended up here in Las Vegas. Um, at Doral, and um, this program is is really my program is really special to me. Um, the school when I came into it was going on its second year. It had only been open for one year prior to that, and um, so the program I've I is basically been one that I've 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 crafted and created. Um, we have a really strong program. I have um, both middle school classes, which I teach daily, fifty. 50-minute uh, periods, and then uh, I have um, elementary classes that I teach once they, there's four four classes per grade level, and I teach, um, I teach two a semester, two classes per grade level a semester, and they actually swap off with dance, because since we're arts integrated, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a variety of arts experiences to our students, so, um, so I see them once a week, um, also for 50 minutes for one semester. 
Um, and then of course, on top of that, we have our after school um, theater program, which is our, our junior thespian troupe. And they are primarily responsible for um, our, um, our, our productions that we do. And we do three productions a year, um, a fall Shakespeare, uh, a spring musical, and then uh, we do a, uh, a device piece at the end of the year, which we started doing uh, about two years ago. And that's been a lot of fun. So it's been really, really exciting. And, and I, I love my students and, and, um, and I love my colleagues and it's, it's such a great environment. So yeah, that's, that's where, that's how I got here. <laughs> I, I mean, I am itching to talk about your program. Um, before I get into that, I do want to ask you, and, and if, if, you don't know Harry, we can edit this out later, but are, do you, uh, my friend Harry Culpepper went to Shenandoah for musical I theater. I do know Harry. You do? Yeah, awesome. Harry, I do. Harry was a year ahead of me, and we actually both, we did what was kind of an illegal thing at the time. We were not technically allowed to go perform off campus, and he and I both went and did a production of Big off campus, and we were opposite each other. I was Susan, and he was, I can't remember the character's name now. He was the lead role. So, yes, I know Harry introduced me to Sweet Tea for the first time. Ah, that's so, Harry. yeah, I love Harry. He's, he's such a great person. He's one of my favorite people. Really yeah, I worked with Harry yeah. for quite some time when I was still teaching in South Carolina. And uh, he uh, he was the president of our, our theater organization there for the state. And just such a delightful person to talk to. I had him on the, the podcast back in the summer. Um uh, yeah, and he he was just fantastic. So that that's cool. I like connecting dots where I can for with between people. Um, first of all, I want to ask, um, as you you mentioned, your you did your masters at Emerson and your journey yes. to get to that. When you um when you got into your grad program, what uh what were some things that you learned, um. I know you did professional work before that, but as you entered the educational theater world and what were the, the big things that you took away from that program that um, you, I guess you still use today or still really kind of shape who you are as a teacher today? Oh, so many. I mean, when I started at Emerson, I had a very different, you know, I really went into it going high school theater, high mm -hmm. school theater. <laughs> I think it's where I'm going to end up. And, um, and I actually, um, when I started my dramas education courses, um, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about um, process drama and, and all the, the facets of that, you know, tableau work uh, in role. And, um, and I always found it a little challenging, uh, at least initially. And I'm one of those people who I, I tend to do nothing on a small scale. If I decide I need to challenge myself, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so when it came time to do student teaching, you know, a, a lot of my classmates were, were looking at high schools and some are doing middle schools. And I went, I'm not comfortable. You know, I, I appreciate these wonderful strategies that I've been taught about. I'm, I don't feel comfortable with them yet. I want to put myself in an, in, an, in an environment where I have to use them. So I crazily decided at the time, at least crazily, decided to do my student teaching in elementary. Oh, wow. Um, and I am so glad I did because the tools that I use there, I use all the time now, <laughs> at my, at, you know, in, in my, in my yeah. current position. So it's, it's, you know, it's the, all of those wonderful things, all of the work of Jonathan Neelands and, 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 you know, and Dorothy Heskett and all of that, that, has really been probably the most valuable thing I think I got out of that experience um, because, and it, it's universal, you know, and that, mm -hmm. it applies across. And I think when we start teaching older students and we start teaching secondary, sometimes we tend to forget about how wonderful those tools can be. And I do sneak them in where I can absolutely, even with my middle schoolers. Um, so yeah, it's that, that I think is, is, is probably the, the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing I got from that. Yeah, I I try to to communicate that to my my undergrads that I have right now because we we are a, a nine twelve certification program, but they still do work with uh, creative drama, and I have them um, working with they they work with elementary students, they work with middle school students and the high school students, um, just as part of their yeah. training because you're gonna do that at some point. Um, and yeah. 
and I and I tell them I was like you as you're in that creative drama class with Dr. Vettery, you pay attention and I want you to be a sponge and soak up everything you can from there because you're going to use that with high schoolers. And and it yeah. works beautifully with high schoolers and middle schoolers. So don't just think that's for the little ones because those skills, those concepts, those big ideas, you're going to transfer very easily to high school kids. So I appreciate you sharing that. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, part of my, my job with our school being arts integrated is, you know, we encourage our core content teachers to use some of these strategies. So I have to be confident enough, you know, myself to be able to use them with middle schoolers in order to encourage, you know, my colleagues who are teaching, you know, middle school math and, and, and social studies and, and science to use them. So, you know, it's, yeah, it, there's such value in it, and I'm so glad to hear that you're put that you're you're pushing that with them because, you know, you don't realize how useful that can be, and and it may not be something that you know is worked into your curriculum necessarily, but there's going to be times where, you know, you may want to address something, especially with the secondary students, you know, especially at middle and high school, there might be times where you have to address something, and you know. It, sometimes creative drama is the best way to approach it. Mm -hmm. So I'm, that's awesome that, that you're pushing that with them really yeah. and truly. Well, and, and I, I, I think I spoke with my, my student teachers who are in the field right now. I spoke with them this week and, and I tell it in my classes all the time that one, when I was still in the classroom, that one of my hardest things that I had to do with my intro classes, and I've talked about it on the podcast too, is that I spent probably a good, two to four weeks at the beginning of the semester every year just teaching them that it's okay to play again and that yeah. that there's no wrong answer and sometimes you know just creative problem solving and and the journey to get there is more important than the solving and and it they don't believe me until they're in the field and they're like oh my gosh you're right they they don't know how to play right now and <laughs> you've got to take they, the time yeah, to teach I, them that yeah Right. Well, like, yeah, with our students, you know, there's a little bit, I tell my kids, we have to reprogram them a little yep, yep. <laughs> because you're right. They don't, they don't think about those things. They don't remember how always remember how to do those things in there, especially when they get to that age group and they're so set on, you know, Oh, there's a right, there's yep. a right answer. You know, I have to get this correct. And, and yeah, reprogramming them. And that's actually, it's funny because that's why I love, um, when I teach improv um, to my, my intro middle school class, um, we, I, I use uh, Dave Morris. We use the way of improv because I love the way he structures that out um, because it has to do with letting yourself fail. And, you know, so try knowing that we just take chances in theater and there's no right or wrong. You try it and it works. And if it doesn't, you try something else. Yeah. And then he stresses the idea of play. So, um, yeah, it's, it's so funny how they really, um, they, they need that reminder yeah. that those things are okay. Yeah. It's that, that, uh, what's the right answer for the test? That's what I need to know. Just tell me what that is. And I'm like, no, yeah. no, that's not, that's not the, how this works. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you uh, you stepped out of Emerson and you went right into creating a brand new program, in essence, um, what when you did that? Because I've created a program before as well, but I had a good five years experience under my belt, so I kind of knew where I wanted to go, what I wanted to change, what I wanted my program to look like. When you stepped into that role, what was the most important thing for you to establish first when you were getting that program going? Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> well, I kind of knew the structure, which helped with the school having been mm -hmm. open for a year already. Um, but I think I started, I know I started with my middle school classes first. Um, it was going to be the first year that there was a second level. Um, so I had to think about what I wanted that second level to look like, but then what that meant for the first level. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew that for me um, personally, I'm not, I, I don't gravitate towards a production-based classroom. Mm -hmm. um, so I knew that I had to think about what were the skills really that I wanted the students to have and how do I differentiate between that and the second level? Um, and with it being an arts integrated school, I knew a, a lot of the students had a really strong affinity for the arts. So 
you know, when it came to that second level, I wanted to challenge them. Where did I want to challenge them? How did I really want to challenge them? So I really started there. And so my, my program, the classes, at least at the middle school level, I structured initially around the theater history timeline. Um, and that's kind of shifted over time because in, I'm on my sixth year now in six years, you know, we've, we've, we've kind of shifted some things around and tried some different things as a whole with our middle school. Um, so that's kind of impacted how my classes have gone. Um, and so that's, and that's been really insightful for me. Um, so it's, it's kind of shifted from that initial place, but I knew that that's where I wanted to start. Um, and one of the, the big things was getting my, you know, middle schoolers tend to be so in their heads and especially when it comes to theater, it's the idea of you say a line, I say a line, and that's kind of the flow. And I wanted to break them out of that. You know, they're not comfortable in who they are because they're growing and mm -hmm. they're not comfortable in their body. So one of the things that I really wanted to stress, too, was the physical component of theater and getting them moving and getting them out of their heads and getting them to think a little bit more broadly about a character is more than just a line they say. Um so that's that's really that was the launching point for me with that and then for the elementary i knew you know dealing with a semester um, and only one semester i knew that i was going to and it being an arts integrated school i looked really heavily at the nevada academic standards mm -hmm. and really tried to see where what i already had in my pocket from grad school and and being in dubai and being you know when i was in dubai i was exposed to um I, I worked with with people who had worked in the UK. So I was exposed to some other ideas that, you know, I, I, mm -hmm. I, you know, I hadn't thought about going forward. And so trying to think about what I already had in my back pocket and then what I could do from there. So, um, you know, it's, I really decided that early years were going to be a little bit more focused on the, the creative play in the fourth and fifth grade upper elementary. We would start to transition a little bit more. Um, into style and, 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 and history. So, um, and that's kind of, that's, that was really, it, it laid a really nice foundation for, I think, where my program is, is at now. Um, and I'm really proud of that because it was a lot of work. That was the whole summer of my head kind of buried in materials <laughs> going, okay, well, next. So, yeah, well, now talk a little bit about your what, what you do with your kids in the after school program. I know you said you've got a fall Shakespeare, um, you do a, yeah. a musical, and you do a musical, and then a devised piece. Talk about each of those for me because I know there are probably some teachers listening right now with how in the world are you doing Shakespeare in your elementary and middle school? And then how do you do that with devising theater? Because the. Most yeah. middle schools, elementary schools do the, you know, the Disney juniors, the, the MTI junior shows, right. but Shakespeare and devise is probably um, not as often walk territory with elementary and middle school teachers. So talk about that. Yeah, I'm a little unorthodox that way, but part of it is because I took from my own experience. When I first really got involved with theater, I was about 13 and um, the youth theater program I was working with because we unfortunately didn't have any kind of educational theater department in the school district that I went through middle school and high school with. Um, the youth theater program I worked with for a little while, um, she was very big on Shakespeare. And so I was exposed to Shakespeare at 13 years old and the idea of performing it. And when I think back to that time period, those are the performances that stick with me. Those are the things that I still have very vivid memories of. I don't remember some of the other productions that I did at the time, at least some not as well. Um, I remember those um, because they were such, they were, they were just so rewarding in so many ways. I felt so accomplished. And so I knew that if I could handle that at 13, and now granted, you know, this is, um, this, I was doing this in 1996, 1997. So a lot of the tools that we have now those weren't necessarily right. things that people were using. Um, and that may have been part of the reason that we were doing things like Shakespeare at that age. Um, but it was for me that just, it held so much weight. There were so, there's such great memories for me. And I learned so much from those experiences. And so it, it was important to me to bring that type of experience to my students. 
Um, and so we do, we don't do the full versions. We do, uh, we do shortened ones, you know, mm-hmm. uh, some I've, I've found some, a couple of them I adapted myself. Um, because I want, I, I felt it was really important for my students to have that experience. And, and we do it. We have an outdoor stage at my school and I have only ever performed theater outdoors back from the, the youth theater. And that is also such an amazing experience. And, and again, it adds that sense of accomplishment when you do it. And so we, we perform it outdoors. Um, and it's, it's so cool. The kids really do, you know, it, it you see the struggles and yeah, we have things that they to get memorizing Shakespeare is not easy for any middle schooler. Um, but they, they work really hard at it. And, and no matter how things end up, you know, the one thing I, I, I always stress to them is the fact that they did it. Um, and, and so at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if, you know, the, some, the mic wasn't on or, you know, we, 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 somebody jumped a scene. It that doesn't matter to me at the end of the day. What matters to me is the fact that they they did it, and and I remind them of that. You did this. This is huge. A lot of people can't say they've done this. You guys have done this, um, and and it's is a learning experience for them because understanding that what we're acting is is poetry, and um, and it's you know where it all comes from. Um, it, it's so important. And I do, I teach uh, Shakespeare to my fourth graders. We do a Midsummer Night's Dream, but the focus there is very heavily on the plot because it's the plot that's the most fun and the most accessible for nine-year-olds. Um, so we really do focus more on the plot than anything. They get a little taste of it. We talk a little bit about it and I'm able to tie it in to what we do in second grade theater where we do a little bit of, of poetry, um, performing poetry. But um you know, it's, it's, I, I focus more heavily on the other aspects of it, um, with the fourth graders. So, um, but yeah, it is such a rewarding experience and the devising, devising has never been an easy thing for me. Um, so it is a little bit of a challenge and, and essentially what happened is that we, with the devising, we just found a theme that just kind of worked. Um, and it was a theme that was suggested by one of my students, which is, um, uh, Dear Doral was one of my eighth graders who suggested it. And, you know, it, it turned into them. This, uh, I had the eighth graders write letters to the school, and then I divide the group into because um, our, our our thespian group has about 40, 40 students in all, um, and not all of them are involved on stage until we get to the device piece. And I just put them into groups, and I give them some of the letters the eighth graders have written, and they find passages and things that stick with them, and then they create plays based off of that. We've had some really Last year we had some really great plays. We had a, a hilarious one about a, a vending machine that went rogue. And was, <laughs> uh, we had we I had a student who wrote a resignation letter to the principal, and it was it was great. It was um, just really sweet and very much a bonding experience for them. And that's the only one we do dress rehearsal and performance in one day. So it's it's kind of like you know flying by the seat of our pants, getting it up on its feet. But it's it's fun. Well, that's great that they, so. they get that experience with you. And I I want to pass Jimmy wants to thank you for the work that you do <laughs> with your younger kids and exposing them to Shakespeare and giving them a good experience with it. Um, not only because uh, I, I can only assume just from what I'm hearing of you and in our very brief time chatting together today that you take the time with them and you you you. You do. You focus on the things that they can handle developmentally at that time, and you give yeah. them a good experience with that, and it gives them something to look forward to as they see the older kids doing more things with with Shakespeare. And and by the time they get to you know eighth grade or and they're they're performing those things, and and again there's going to be things that go wrong, but you yeah. still you you accomplish this. Look what you did, and I I just want to thank you for that because I had the worst experience with Shakespeare growing up. And I, I, it affects me even to this day, how terrified I am of the language and, um, my, my hesitancy to work with it and make any experience I give, or I gave to my students when I was still in the classroom or, or teaching camps and summers, the best experience I can give them with that so that they don't say what I, what I say now, 
Um, so thank you for yeah. doing that because that that's a that's big. That's a big deal, and I I I I don't want you to think lightly of that. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think it's just because more than anything, it's you know it's something I'm very passionate about. So, um, and it, you know it, it and it really I what I found is yeah it's 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 just pushing the plot, um, especially with with the younger guys pushing the plot. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's, it's the first thing is getting them over that fear of the language mm-hmm. that it, all it is, is poetry. And all some of, a lot of it is, is vocabulary that just isn't as popular anymore. Yeah. Yeah. We just don't use anymore. And once they, they understand that, you know, it becomes a lot easier for them to wrap their heads around. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry that you didn't have great experiences with it yourself when you were younger. Well, that's um, okay. And I... I know a lot of people kind of go through that and that that's you know i think that's part of the reason i think it's i think on a subconscious level it's part of what drives me with it on you know with the work that i do so oh, that's great and there your students are very lucky so i i hope they don't take that for granted <laughs> um i'd love to hear um we're going to get to talking about dubai in just a minute but i want to hear a little bit more from you about um because i haven't had very many i don't think i actually think you may be my first um i have another um, friend I'm going to be talking to about teaching elementary drama, but I think you're my first elementary teacher on here. So that makes me excited because there are not many of you out there. And I think the work that you do is very needed and it's very important. And I also think it's very difficult and hard. And I don't think people realize it until they are in that situation of teaching elementary theater, just how many hats you're wearing, how many kids you're working with, because you're working with every kid in the building and, Yes, and, and in my case, that's very much the case. Yeah, yeah and you're and you're you're planning <laughs> way more than a high school teacher who teaches three classes a day. You know, so yeah, talk to me about your experience with that, and and I can hear it in your voice that you love them. So just just kind of talk to me a little bit about that and your your passion and kind of what drives you with that. Sure. Well, I with elementary, you know, it is it it is. <clears throat> it's a lot of work. Um, you know, it is, there's a, a component of it. I remember when I was doing my student teaching and, and uh, my co-op um, was wonderful. Um, she, she kind of stressed me at one point, you know, it's like it, a lot of what you're doing with elementary, it's, it's like 70 cent, uh, 70% uh, behavior management, like classroom management. And that's mm-hmm. true. That's so that's, there's a lot of, there's a big part of your day, or at least for me, it's a big part of that too. Um, to it's that two period block of my day where it's, it's, it's a lot more classroom management than anything else. And, and, but um, it's, um, it's really rewarding. It's very exhausting. Um, So with my little guys, um, the, the, I kind of follow a a bit of a set curriculum and I'm looking at changing it up for myself going forward for next year. Um, Just a little bit, because, you know, it's getting to that point. I've been doing the same thing now for, six years and there are elements that still work and I don't want to change in there somewhere. I'm like, it might be time to try something else. But with uh, my first graders, you know, my first graders, especially they're, they're the littlest for the ones I teach. We had kinder at my school. Uh, My schedule does not accommodate it. My Mm -hmm. schedule's already packed, so I can't teach kinder. Um, So um, the first graders are the, the very, you know, the youngest group I work with. And, you know, we do, we do process trauma. That's all we do is we do process trauma and they are, it is so much fun. <laughs> they come in, they're so excited, they have so much energy. And, and once we get that focus level and a lot of it with elementary and especially with, with lower elementary is just, you have to have procedures. You have to be firm on those procedures and you have to reiterate those procedures. So I have my rules up on my wall. And we, we look at our rules every class. We look at our rules at the end of every class. They self-assess their behavior. We have a little bit of a standard thing across our art specials um, with our elementary where they we report to the teacher that they had an awesome day, an okay day, or a needs work day. Um, so they know that they need to get that awesome. They self-assess to see whether or not they, they got that awesome. Um, we and then we have two. I, I tell them we have two ways that we work on to show that we're following the rules. I think mean, once you have those procedures down, then it's so much easier to move into everything else. I think where a lot of 
um, where the struggle is with elementary is understanding that classroom management is a big part of it and that you have to drive that first. Um, so, you know, we know they know what audience behavior looks like and they know what what actors neutral is when we stand up. Um, so, it, the, you know, those it's, it's getting those basics down and then it's just, you know, where are they developmentally? And, and, and so with like my first graders, we do a lot of process drama. Um, and the same with my third graders, um, I, we do, you know, there's a process drama I was exposed to in grad school um, that I think uh, it was a one that Jonathan Neelands had a hand in developing called the two islands. And um, that fits the Nevada social studies standards for third grade. So I use that with them. I've adapted it to fit them because uh, there were certain elements of it when I learned it that high school, yes, third grade, no. Um, <laughs> but then um, it's just, you know, it's, 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 you have to have a certain amount of energy. There's a certain expectation on the energy, especially with lower elementary when they walk in the room. And, and that, that can be very, you know, there, it can be very exhausting. I joke that Tuesdays, my elementary block, I have first grade and then second grade. Um, and then, and it's, it's also just that leap going from, I start with my advanced middle schoolers. Uh, first thing in the morning. So I'm working with seventh and eighth graders and then I jump to first grade <laughs> and then second grade. And then I jump back to sixth and seventh graders. <laughs> so it's like, um, I joke that Tuesdays are my caffeine day. Like I have to have caffeine because <laughs> I have to have a certain amount of energy for my first and second graders when they walk in the room. Uh-huh. Um, if I'm not excited and I'm not up, it's going to be really hard to get them focused and with me. Um, so it's really like, it's, there's so much that goes into it. I wish I had more time to devote to my elementary. Um, I don't still only see them for a semester. You know, I, it's, I've been asked in the past, could I do an elementary play? There just aren't enough hours in the week. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to, but with, you know, middle school production takes enough time. Right. I, I, there are just aren't enough hours for me to be able to devote to an elementary one as well. So, um, so sometimes I feel bad because I feel like they're not getting the full benefit of having theater in their building, but, um, then I have to remember that they're more fortunate than a lot of other um, students their age, that they do get the exposure um, to it to some degree. So yeah. um, that at least makes me feel good. And and it's, it's always so fun because I walk through the building and, you know, they all know me and I first graders will be on their way to the restroom and see me. And then, you know, I get a hug and it's, it's great. It's, it's so much fun and they're so imaginative and, and I, you know, I love what they bring everything that they bring to it. It's just, it's so much fun, yeah. but it's, it's exhausting. It it very, there are days where it's, I finished that first, there are Tuesdays. I finished that first second grade block and I feel like I'm just, you know, crawling up the cliff, getting back. <laughs> so, but it's, yeah, it's, it's really, it's great. I, my 17 years of teaching was at the high school level and uh, early in my, my career with that, I did, um, I did classes with, uh, the children's theater of Charlotte and, uh, I was never more exhausted than after that 45 minutes with the little ones. Um, when I, cause I love teaching the elementary group. I love that age group. Middle school is the where, where I'm not as strong. Um, but, but I love the elementary. I love high school, but I, you're right. The energy and the, the amount of enthusiasm and performing that you have to bring to it, um, is, yeah. it is exhausting and, it, it but it's magical at the same time so oh yeah yeah and especially you know days if you're doing enroll with elementary oh yeah um which i do <laughs> mostly with first grade more than any other grade level um you know you're already you already have to be on because yeah like you said you're already performing when you're doing enroll then it's uh-huh. it's like everything you got you know yeah and uh, it's but it's it's so fun. It's so fun to have those interactions. They're just, I love it. <laughs> well, I, let, let's travel to the Middle East. I want to hear about your nine okay. months doing after school theater in Dubai. What was that like? Uh, it was an experience on a lot of different levels. Um, it was really cool because it, it, first, it, first of all, it's like, it's like a crash course in multiculturalism hmm. um, because Dubai is very much a melting pot of its own. Yeah. Um, I worked with my coworkers were British and Irish. Um, so that was very cool being exposed to, you know, drama education through their lens. Um, 
because in many respects, as I was going through grad school, I always, you know, as you learn about the history of theater ed and you, you realize that they've been doing this a lot longer than we have really in a lot of respects. Um, so getting that perspective was really, really cool. Um, you know, I, I, learning how they focus things, learning how they structure things and, 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 and drama in the UK is, is, is pretty seriously structured. Mm -hmm. Um, I learned. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, you know, I think that, that, that just added to my toolbox. Um, and it was, it was different too, because it is, you know, I was doing after school classes. Um, it is much more exhausting. Um, I was teaching a lot of mostly creative drama. I was also doing musical theater um, because I have that background, but it was mostly creative drama. I had a lot of very, I mean, we're talking three and four year old classes and five and six year old classes. Um, So that was great for honing those creative drama skills, but um, it was constantly like, what do we do next? What do we do next? What do we do next? And that, that was exhausting in and of itself, the whole planning period. Um, but it was, it was wild, you know, I was exposed to, I had students from everywhere and it was, it gave me a lot of insight, you know, even with coming to Las Vegas and, and, and Las Vegas is growing. And, you know, we also have a lot of students from, I have students from all over the place here too. Um, our student body at my campus is fairly diverse. Um, and so it was great because I was a, already a lot of the, the, the different, cultural backgrounds I, I work with now, many I worked with over there too. So um, I had a good idea of, of, of what I was dealing with in terms of the students themselves and interactions with parents. Um, but it was, it was a wild ride. And I was supposed to be there for two years. Um, unfortunately, I kind of had to make a tough decision to um, leave a little bit early, but it was for the best because, you know, I, I'm where I am now and I'm really happy where I am now, but um but yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty nuts. Um, and then also being exposed to the testing that they do the, the Trinity exams and, you know, they have all those, those, those drama exams and the, the program I was working with um, started dipping into the Trinity exams um, while I was there. And so I had a little exposure to that and I, that left me a little unsettled. I have to say, I don't know that I'm a fan of, of those kinds of things um, after having been exposed to it. I think it's part of the, part of the reason that, you know, I don't bring my thespians to my junior thespians to our state things. Cause I have a hard time with the idea of doing anything like exposing them to that, that kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's um, and I know that there, you know, that's, that's, that's always an interesting topic. For, for those of us, um, you know, in this field, with whether or not whether or not you do you do competition, you yeah. know, get exposed to any kind of competition. Yeah. Um, but it's, um, yeah, that was it was interesting. It was very insightful. Um, so it was a good, it was a real solid crash course. It was like everything I, I kind of learned in grad school. I kind of quickly got exposed to a lot of it and was able to kind of see what works, what doesn't work, how do I feel about this, how do I feel about that. Um, so really just kind of strengthened my, my, my toolbox, I guess. Yeah. Well, with all your experience um, overseas, um, with all the different age groups, your professional background, what do, you, what do you see as the greatest need in our students right now and all, like young people in general, and how can we as theater teachers help them with that? Oh gosh, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, wow, um, it's funny because I I have an idea. I'm just trying to think about how to articulate it. Um, I don't know that our students. I mean, granted, you know, I'm also thinking actively about the age group that I'm I'm working with in particular. Of course, but. Performance and the performance aspects and performance skills are wonderful. And yes, you know, they are part of our standards and they are part of of, of the skills that we should be teaching. But I don't think that that's everything. Like, I don't 
I think what our students need more than anything is that that freedom and that understanding that it's okay to be free to create something. Um, if that makes any sense. Yes. Um, I, I think that what they need is that encouragement to be able to branch out and, and know that it's okay to just try things and try new things and, and see where it takes you. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't have the expectations on my students that they're going to be great performers. I don't have the expectation on my students that they're, they're all going to go to high school and continue um, with theater on any level. Um, my hope is that they, they feel confident enough in their ability to problem solve and, and find creative paths, no matter what that looks like down the road for them. Um, so I think that that's the most important thing is just getting that encouragement to know that it's okay to try something and it's okay to see where it takes you. And it may not take you where you expect it to go, but as long as you feel good about the outcome, that's all that matters. Yeah. And the importance um, for us as the teacher to create that space where they can do that safely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. You know, having that safe space, that is week one with all of my students, you know, like I said, with the elementary, it's more procedural, but with, with middle school week one, and now I have students that I've been teaching since they were in first grade coming into middle school, but it doesn't matter to me. It's week one is this is a safe space. This has to be a safe space. And in this space, the one thing I expect of you above all else is that you are going to respect each other because we can't be free to create and we can't be free to take risks if we're worried about what the other person in the room is thinking. Um, and so that's, that's huge. Cre yeah, you're absolutely right. Creating that space is, is critical. Absolutely critical. Yeah. Well, looking back over your career so far, what are, what are one, of, one or two of your favorite stories uh, that you can share with us? Whether it be a funny story, horror story, a poignant moment for you as a teacher? Oh, let's see. Um, Well, I mean, it's not so much a story. There's a couple of things that come to mind. The first one is that I had a student last year um, who, because we're arts integrated and, but we are a charter, our school's very data, our system's very data focused. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we've been working to develop is we need, we've been tasked with coming up with a way of assessing the growth of our students within our art forms. Again, controversial and, you know, you know, but this is the expectation that's on me, so we have to do it. Yeah. But the, the benefit of that has been that last year, um, with my middle schoolers, we do a, a quick, like, one-day assessment where I give them um, just a, a, a monologue, um, you know, just very gender neutral, and I have them do just a quick worksheet to analyze it, and then they have to perform it. And I change up the monologue, but that's the same format. We do it in, in August when we start, we do it in January when we come back from winter break and then we do it again in May. And, um, when, when we did the pre-assessment last year, I had one student who couldn't, she couldn't do it. She struggled. She cried. She absolutely was petrified. And I'd had her, she was a sixth grader last year. I'd had her in fifth grade. Um, and she has always been quiet, always introverted. I already knew it was going to be a challenge for her. I didn't realize how much of a challenge it really was. Mm. She couldn't do it. Struggled, struggled, struggled. And then the most she managed to do was kind of read it out through her tears. And that was it. And then by the end of the year, um, with that class, they do a monologue showcase. And that's our last unit. Um, and she got up on the stage in our multipurpose room in front of the families, not just her classmates, but the other two classes worth of families as well. And did her monologue with no problems at all. She's completely fearless. And that was huge. That was meant so much to me. To see her growth, it was, it was just phenomenal. Um, but the other thing I can think of is when I was student teaching, and this was more of a profound thing. Um, you know, when I was, was in grad school, of course, it, um, my second year, we had the, the marathon bombing happen. Mm-hmm. 
and I was student teaching in Waltham, uh, which is right next door to Watertown, where they ended up catching them. Mm-hmm. And um, and a lot of the students that were at that elementary school had parents who were um, first responders in Watertown. Oh, wow. And so they were directly involved with that whole um, standoff and, and seizure. And, um, and I was very naively trying some things out. And I say naively, it wasn't naive when I had planned it, but I didn't think about that there were still students dealing with trauma, even if it wasn't on the surface level from that. And I showed them this Shakespearean rap thing I'd found online that I thought was fun. And and afterwards, my my co-op was like, probably not the best choice um, given where they're at, because it was about Macbeth. It was all, you know. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I felt terrible. I remember I went home and I just was so distraught thinking that, you know, I possibly dug up a lot of deep seated things for a lot of my students that day. And uh, just, it pained me so much, you know, to think that I, you know, that did I just do damage to some of these kids? And I, 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 you know, like it, that was a really, but it was something that I needed to be aware of. It was something I needed to learn and it, it became helpful down the road because unfortunately, when we had the October one shootings here and a lot of our students had some kind of a, a link to what had happened. Um, you know, I was able to take that experience and help my colleagues out who hadn't been through a situation like that before. Yeah. Um, and, and just issued them kind of that heads up so that they wouldn't make that mistake. Um, so it was painful, but it was valuable. Yeah. Well, uh, my final two questions for you, we'll ask one at a time. Uh, the first one is, what is a resource that you are currently using or have used that is an absolute must-have for a theater teacher if they don't have it? Um, ooh. I know a lot of people have access to it. One of my, one of my first go-tos um, is, is, uh, is Drama Teacher Academy. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people have access to it, but if anybody doesn't know about it, that's that's always my first spot to go to now if i'm if i need ideas or i need a last minute you know plan for something that's where i go that's the first spot i go and especially since it's grown so much now you know there's the community um you know there's a community section and and people can upload their resources it's it's just such a great resource so if there's anyone who still doesn't know about it (laughs) that's that's that i would absolutely say you're crazy and you need to get on there because it's great. It's really great. Yeah, yeah that's had, my big one. I had uh, Lindsay Price on um, a couple months ago on the show, and and she was absolutely delightful. And I have used Drama Teacher Academy and, and Theater Folk all the time, and I highly recommend it. So uh, it's a good reminder that that's out there. So thank you for bringing that back up. Uh, my final question for you is what are your parting words of wisdom for any new teacher going into the field or a veteran teacher who just may need an encouraging word right now? Um, I think my words of wisdom are basically like, don't feel that you have to take on everything by yourself. Um, I'm a big fan of collaborating, um, whether it's productions or just in the day-to-day um luckily my school highly encourages collaboration amongst our teachers and so i do work in a highly collaborative environment but i would stress the importance of collaborating a lot of people go into it thinking oh i have to do this all on my own and i've i've seen um other educators burn out from it theater educators in particular because they feel like they have to be the jack of all trades and nobody can help them and i i I would i would caution anybody against having that mindset if you have a colleague who says i want to help you assistant direct if you have a parent say i want to build the set piece for you take them up on it it's the best thing you can do for yourself because it allows you to keep your focus on your students and it it you don't feel so mired down then in the stress of, of, you know, how am I going to make things happen? So I, I, I absolutely just say, be, be open to collaboration. Yeah. A hundred percent. And for the control freak teachers out there like me, that's hard to do, but when you do it, 
you feel so much better. The parents feel involved. The kids feel involved. The other teachers feel a part of it. And your program yeah. is just that much better for it. Yeah. yeah. And if you are a control freak, you know, especially when it comes to productions, and we think about this the most, if you are a control freak, my, my, just, my, my advice is have a production meeting. Yes. Because <laughs> then you're still in control, <laughs> but you have a full idea of what's happening. Production meetings are great for that. Because yes. I have my moments, too, where I still like, mm-hmm, but I need to. But, um, but yeah, just, yeah. Production meetings, then, are a good tool if you're a controlling person to help you get through that, I think. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Good words, good words. Dana, thank you so much for reaching out to me and, and talking with me today. I have absolutely enjoyed yes. it. And, again, your students are very, very fortunate to have Um, such an energetic and um, passionate teacher in in you. Thank you. And thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Enjoyed it. Really, really, really. Well, thank you, Dana Della Monica, for joining me on the podcast. I really very much enjoyed talking with you and hearing all of the great things that you're doing with your kids and, and inspiring them and inspiring me through our talk. So thank you. Keep up the amazing work. Teachers, theater ed students, theater professors, thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Please check out our website if you haven't done so already at www.fedtalks.com where you can find all of our past episodes, the archives there with all the teacher pictures, their individual pages, along with their listed resources and uh, just all kinds of good stuff there, including the transcripts. Go on your favorite podcast provider uh, and subscribe to the show. Rate us, leave those stars, review us, tell us what you're liking about it, and most importantly, share the podcast with those theater teachers and theater educators in your life who you think could benefit from what we're doing here. We are available on all your favorite podcast providers, Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, AnyPod, and TuneIn. Contact me via email at fedtalkspodcast at gmail.com. I love hearing from you, so please reach out to me. Let me know if you've got any suggestions for guests on the shows, topics you want to hear, if any feedback you have for me to make some improvements on the show. I welcome any and all of it. Find me on all your favorite social media. Interact with me there on Twitter at Theater Ed Talks. Tumblr, fedtalks.tumblr.com. On Facebook, there's a Fed Talks page. Instagram at Fed Talks Podcast. And of course, the website, www.fedtalks.com. Thank you, Joel Hamlin and Joshua Schusterman, for the use of your original music on the show. Magnetize and flip the record. I appreciate you, fellas. Teachers, I appreciate you. Thank you for all you're doing. I know it's itching closer to spring break if you haven't already started it. Um, so I hope you've got that energy in that last little bit for that little push to get to that spring break. I know it's been a long haul since the holiday break, the winter break, and uh, but, but we're approaching it or we're here already. So you've got this. Thank you for all you're doing. I appreciate you. Take care of yourselves and check, it, check out next week's episode.